welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. Your 96 best place to listen to... For 10 years. Yes. Yes. Um, for our 10th season of our mostly up-to-date... And unqualified. And unrequested. Ramblings of the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello everyone, welcome back. We are going to review a World Cup. Which World Cup? (laughs) Well, so many to pick from. We'll go with uh, the World Cup that's been suddenly getting popular in this country, the Rugby World Cup. Yay! Suddenly, yes. New Zealand's had a bit of an interesting journey this World Cup, would you say? Yeah, I mean, not their normal journey, so that's made it a little bit more... More fun. I think the fact, um, I think the fact that the country wrote off the All Blacks before the tournament even started yeah. that's like a fresh take. That's a yeah. fresh take for the country before. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, they were just going into it and no one ever was like Meh, they're gonna be bad. I mean they're gonna I, lose in the quarters like. Yeah. And you know oh, they I haven't think, made another semi final just like. Yeah. Uh, I think there may have been a few people that could have thought they might have gone out in the pool play, you know. I mean, they very much didn't look like that, but... Um, I, I think anybody who thought they were going to get out of the pool play were being negative for the sake of being negative. Yeah, I they would. But normally that's not the negativity, like, normal World Cups, rugby World Cups, the negativity is, oh, we'll lose in the quarters of the semis or something, and this time it was like, uh, we'll be knocked out by Italy. Like, we're not going to get knocked out by Italy, but... We're not going to get by it Italy. Just, it, it was that shift of negativity just down yeah. a scale. I, I, I mean, I understand that the country, for some reason, hates Ian Foster. Like, I'm not a rugby head. Like, I don't follow it closely. Uh, like, sure, every once every ten years, when it looks like the Aussies might win the Bledisloe Cup, I become invested. <laughs> or what? And every four years when a World Cup comes around, I become invested. But other than that, I'm like, I'll just follow the rugby championships. But yeah, at the end of the day, all that matters to me is the Bledisloe Cup and the World Cup. I mean, the the hate on Fozzies is simply either Cantab slash South Islanders being upset that Razor Robinson wasn't picked, um, though he's finally now going to take over, um, and coupled with the fact that you know, the rest of the world actually got good again. So suddenly New Zealand wasn't just defeating everybody everywhere. So, you know, whilst... This, is a, this was a transitional team, to be yeah. fair. And, and there's that as well. This is yeah. still, uh, this isn't a, yeah, this is very much a team in building. So it's a transitional team, which doesn't help either for, for Ian Foster. You know, he's got Northern Hemisphere teams that are on top, that are at their peak. The All Blacks are not at their peak. It's, it's definitely in the rebuilding um, cycle, um, and and yeah, and that just is. And South Africa being near top again as well, so we'll see how they go. Along this this World Cup this year, they haven't looked as peak as they had you know one or two years back. So um, well, see how that goes. Even in the even in the last World Cup the uh, South Africans started slow. I believe they yeah. lost Japan. And yeah. they, st- they came back and won, right? Yeah, yeah. So, 
And South Africa were in the doldrums for a couple of World Cup cycles before that, and yeah. then they came back. I, I think 2011 World Cup South Africa very unlucky to lose to Australia, um, and in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Australia managed to well, Will Jenia kind of willed Australia to a win <laughs> in that. Yes. I mean, what would Australia be like if Will Jenia hadn't been around for the last ten years? Like, is there any good player in that team? <laughs> like any te any player in that team other than Will Jenia, who South Africa or New Zealand would want? That's a very um, yeah. I can't think of anybody at the top of my head. Like he's obviously a worldie. Like maybe, like if yeah. he was part of the early two thousands team, he'd be considered a Wallabies all time great. And he's yeah. just, you know, he's just a guy. Except he's going to be remembered as the one good player in a poor era of Australian <laughs> rugby. Yes. Um, but the uh, team has. Uh, uh, all three of the Southern Hemisphere teams, South, other than South Africa, who were probably because they're defending champions, you always have to give them a shot, yeah. were a bit down. Um, this is the thing, like with the Northern Hemisphere teams, other than England, none of them have ever won. Uh, yeah. Somehow Ireland always choke it. France yeah. has made a bunch of finals without winning. Um, always losing to an Antipodean team, and I refuse to take Wales or uh, Scotland seriously at the World <laughs> Cup. Forget Italy. Uh, yeah, Italy doesn't count. Italy does not count. Yeah. At least Wales has made a semi-final. I will give, and Scotland have made a semi-finals. What? Ireland yeah. haven't even done that. <laughs> yeah. Ireland seem to, um, to be the perennial chokers in quarterfinals. This yeah. is... Uh, and I did feel, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves into games, I did feel sorry for them a little bit um, last Sunday because, you know, this was their one-in-a-generation team, you thought. This was... Yeah. If they were going to have the best shot of ever winning this, it was this team. And they still lost in the quarterfinals. I say, though, um, Ian Foster had the put-down of put-downs when he called them a cut-and-pace attack, which <laughs> I don't watch enough rugby to know if that's true or not, but it I did feel like, as a very casual fan, that you know, they were running out of ideas, they were just trying the same things, and New Zealand kind of found it predictable. I mean, I see where it's, it's very harsh. Like, yeah, Ireland were... I guess we were just talking off here about, you know, Shane Warne post-injury and him, and I'm going to yeah. use this as, a, as an analogy, you know, him going back to basics and doing it so well. That yes. was the Siren team. Yes, you could say they were copy and paste and one-dimensional, but they were really, really good at that. They, people yes. could not stop them. The fact the All Blacks found a way of defending so well against that Irish attack is amazing because that Irish attack, whilst you knew what they were going to do, normally you couldn't stop. I mean, last year New Zealand couldn't stop it in two out of three tests. They didn't even, one of them, I think the Christchurch one, I think it was, they didn't even look close to stopping it. Like, mm. to come out and say that, like, oh, they could be paced, you know, one-dimensional, do one thing. Like, yeah, we knew that last year too. Did that help? No. <laughs> like... Yes. Doesn't matter how one-dimensional it is, they're good at it. But they say, and and but I think... they say watching Sorry, the game, yeah, watching the game, 
it wasn't like the Irish were devoid of ideas. Not like, say, New Zealand in 2007, where we sort of ran into a wall and didn't know how to, to deal with it. Um, Ireland were trying things. They were throwing things around. It was just that New Zealand could defend that. It said more about New Zealand's ability to dig in and actually fight their way through it, despite potentially not being the best All Blacks team in a while. Um, yeah, they're still clearly still an All Blacks team, and All Blacks team on its day is always good enough to beat any other team in the world, which is generally why New Zealand fans like me are always, you know, New Zealand's going to win the World Cup, just the way it is. Because it, generally, yeah. that's it. If we, ha- if we have our day, it, you generally are going to win. And New Zealand yeah. just played outstandingly well. Like, it was just one of those things, and I found that's why I felt sorry for Ireland. It's like not that you did anything wrong, Ireland. You threw everything, you had it all. You just came up against New Zealand, who went, "Oh, that's right, rugby. This thing we're good at. Like, we'll play that." Yeah. Thing. Like, I th- there is this thing about casual New Zealand fans suddenly being very supportive of, <laughs> yeah, of the All Blacks during World Cups. Because I think 2015, I was in Dubai. We went to watch them play Ireland in a bar in Dubai. Um, yeah, where we won, and then we, basically the day I came back was the final, which we watched, uh, and then we had a, um, a, um, we, um, the four years later, I thought we were going to rinse repeat. I was in America, I looked for a bar that had rugby, and there was a rugby bar, I was in San Diego, but bars in America close after, uh, after about, 12 o'clock on weeknights right, yeah. and they're like yeah no we're not gonna even though we're a rugby bar we're not gonna show the semi-final between England and New Zealand we you'll go you'll have to come watch it in the afternoon it'll be a replay which I was like oh well and they were because they were a bunch of English guys I was like yeah well you better lucky for you guys you won't have to deal with me when well while you guys get thrashed and they laughed and went yeah i know right because <laughs> they were like they had written england off and they yeah. didn't think i was being arrogant like they were like oh yeah other kiwi fans have come and they've been way worse than you like yeah. i was just like Psh. like do you think good game you, you think it's going to be a close game and i looked at them going come on man and then they're like yeah i know right because <laughs> we'd beaten south africa and ireland right you know back to back to get there yeah exactly no, two, so, 2019, the New Zealand team looks good. You, yeah. you, nobody would have been saying... I mean, they went into that tournament favourites by everyone, right? The fact that England yes. just basically studied hard, you know, studied all night, you know, swatting for the test and came out and just knew every answer that they possibly needed for the New Zealand match. Just That was good on England. As a casual fan, 20 minutes into the game, I was just like, oh, yeah, the All Blacks are going to lose. Like, and I was watching it. <laughs> they could yeah. like, it was, like, so uh, obvious that that, uh, that that was not going to happen. Yeah. So, then, coincidentally, we happened to be uh, traveling again when the Rugby World Cup happened this year, and... Uh, I was flying away when we were playing France, and when I landed, uh, my cousin was like, yeah, you guys lost to France. I'm like, oh, rugby is not important. It's the Warriors that are important. And then, you know, that game against the Broncos happened. And I was like, okay. Nee, 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 rugby. Cricket. Cricket's where it's at. <laughs> Cricket is where it's at. It um, is. Absolutely. 
Um, but let's not um, derail this Rugby World Cup with cricket talks. So. Absolutely not. Um, but the since that first game against France, which was a great game, France mm. played very, very well, uh, beating New Zealand quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, but New Zealand very much did the job against all the other teams, like absolutely yeah. thrashed them. Really good gold uh, points differential, 200 plus. Um, got a bonus point in all three games that they played. Um, yeah. Other than the French game. So the uh, absolutely smashing um, Italy. Um, yeah, that was good. And the... Uh, then we the best game of that group was probably the game Uruguay versus Namibia. I think Namibia well, showed a good account of themselves, one of the amateur teams at this World Cup. Um, Uruguay is showing that they're always improving every World Cup. Like I could see, yeah. you know, just, you know, a couple of World Cups from now they could be at a similar level to what Argentina were like in the late 90s. A team that'll definitely give you some upsets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're um, there. I mean, who can? Uh, but yeah, the uh, the pool in the end was uh, it was as we predicted. You and I that it was going to be France and then New Zealand. Yeah. Um, making it through Pool B, we had Ireland, South Africa, Scotland, Tonga, and Romania. Yeah. Obviously, um, Ireland opened up with a huge win against Romania. Um, like very disappointing tournament for Romania. You would have expected them to have closer games, but they got thrashed pretty much every game. They had the worst um, points differential of the entire game uh, tournament. So yeah, yeah, they got absolutely smoked everywhere. Yeah. Um, Tonga, um, once again, uh, you're expecting them to do something, but they uh, only got the one win against Romania, which was a good win. Um, Scotland, after all that complaining and uh, whining, they still were nowhere close. They never looked like they were going to be good enough to beat South Africa, and they definitely did not look like they were good enough to beat Ireland. No, no. I mean, in the end, Pool B definitely was the pool of death. I mean... Even though Ireland and South Africa sort of romped away with it and looked a class above the rest of them. Still felt a little yeah. sorry for Scotland and Tonga for having to, to deal with that. And even Romania were getting absolutely smashed by everybody there because they had nobody else to really to work with. Um, but yeah, in the end, you say Ireland and South Africa, way too good. They were just obviously a, a class above the rest of them. Yeah, like... Johnny Sexton was basically on fire yeah. um, in the pool play. Very, very impressive performances. Like, um, rightfully proving why they were favourites. Um, mm. Both of those two teams got uh, went through to the next round. Um, pool C, yeah. Now, this was, to me, the actual pool of death. We had predicted it would be Fiji and Wales going through, or Fiji and Georgia going through. Georgia, yeah. unfortunately, disappointed all of us. Yeah, uh, very easily, easily uh, st uh, set aside by uh, Australia. Um, had a close game against Fiji, uh, or and then got smashed by Wales and Portugal as well. Portugal, I think, very good account of them. So, like they tied the game yeah. against Portugal, but Portugal, I think, played a very uh, uh, impress uh, played quite impressively, in my opinion. Oh, definitely, yes. Um, 
they just managing to beat Fiji, uh, preventing Fiji from topping the group. Um, yeah. Now, Fiji and Wales going through. Wales obviously had uh, went through the group undefeated, so they um, they were by far the best tier, uh, team in this group. Yeah. Um, and they look solid. Definitely a team no one should be taking for granted. But Fiji. Yeah, there's like uh, def uh, they could have got the they could have gotten a bit higher, but in the end they relied on points differential, the closest of margins, to get ahead of Australia. Yeah, and get through. They nearly managed to to bottle their chances of getting yeah. through. That lost to Georgia. There's they, one point where they just were not looking very good at all, but they during the first half, the second half they managed to. String a few things together, but yeah, that first half, I feel like the nerves have got to them a bit, and they, yeah. I, this Fiji really team is quite young. Um, yeah. I think they could definitely be uh, even better next World Cup. Obviously, it depends on the circumstances, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They could be a team that's very good in the next World Cup. Um, Pool D, we had England and um, Argentina come through. England undefeated. Uh, beating Argentina in their first game. Yeah. Um, the uh, Japan managing to get two wins over Samoa and Chile. Uh, we're a bit disappointed. We thought they might be good enough to beat England. Um, yeah. Uh, but England, you know, World Cups. This is a mm. team that... England has World Cup pedigree, right? They've yeah. made a couple, few finals. Um, no, they same. get through and... At the end, uh, when it came right down to it, uh, uh, Owen Farrell managed to power his th uh, team through to the uh, World uh, to the World Cup semi-finals, uh, to the yeah. World Cup quarterfinals, rather. Um, the uh, team will. Uh, they, it's not the, uh, neither of the teams on the side of the draw had the most convincing. Uh, uh, results, but they all made it. Uh, with the they made it to the knockouts with t games that they, I think they would have all fancied. I think Wales would have fancied Argentina, England would have fancied Fiji, England. Uh, that Argentina, um, England playing against Fiji. That was a very very close game. I think Fiji were quite. Uh, there was some really really shoddy refing, yeah. in my opinion, in that game. Definitely. Uh, Fiji could have, should have won, probably. Um, Wales absolutely smashed by Argentina. Just yeah. that's the thing. Rugby championship teams are always good when it comes to World Cup times, unless they face each other on the knockout <laughs> stages. They tend to make it to the semis, and yeah, they yeah. have three of like obviously South Australia are poor. They're the poorest team in the rugby championship teams. With I think that's not unfair. No, no, definitely that's that's true at the moment. Um, and so Argentina, uh, but Argentina, New Zealand, South Africa, very close, I think, yeah. uh, levels between the three of them. Um, and they've all, like, it's this thing, like, people say all they want about the, seven, uh, the Six Nations, but I think the rugby championships just, like, seem to produce more competition. And I feel like an expanded rugby championships, if we ever had a Fiji and Samoa, Tonga join, whatever, they would all, those teams would raise the level. You wouldn't have decades of mediocrity like Italy. 
Yeah, yeah. And Scotland. Well, exactly. The I think way you do. To be fair, Fiji probably has a good, um, good call right now to say that they should be included because, you know, they're playing yeah. excellent. They're. I think they may be higher than Argentina currently in the definitely higher than Australia in the uh, world rankings. Um, yes. So yeah. So, and, you know, then why not add Samoa and Tonga in? And just, or Japan. Or Japan and just have it that way. And then you have is that you'd be adding four and CFA teams. Yeah. Do the thing that the Northern Hemisphere teams didn't want to do. Yeah. And have more teams imp uh, improve the product. Exactly, and yeah, be nice and global. It'll be yeah, quite a quite a thing. And it'd be a really good product. That actually, be quite I enjoyable so. to watch. I have to agree, and mm. like especially if you have relegation and promotion. Even if you have six nations, and you have if you have relegation and promotion, that's fine. Yeah. If Australia aren't good enough, they'll go like we'll still play Bledisloe games against them, but they'll you know, they'll get relegated to the second division if they're not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh exactly. Um or like yeah, I'm not saying it will be Australia. If the if the all blacks aren't good enough they'll get relegated too. Yeah. There's no That's what you have uh, to do. Like, that's how it yeah. that's how it should be. Yeah. I mean yeah uh, you could possibly even therefore add what you were saying, Canada Uruguayan, and you almost got two divisions of six. Yeah, easily. Like mm. USA, Canada, as you said, uh, Uruguay. Um, and then if you'll find more teams. Uh, well, like and then you could add more African teams, like your Namibias, your Zimbabwe's. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you add Namibia in there. I think that's. I mean, these are teams that are at this World Cup, right? So. Yeah. And Zimbabwe's played at the World Cup as well before. Yeah. Um, Namibia has also had a player play for both Rugby and Cricket World Cup in the same year. Oh, nice. In 2003. It's a little bit of uh, uh, trivia. But yeah, moving on to the knockouts. Wales, I guess it was you were saying, had a poor against Argentina, very comfortably yeah. beaten. Um, then Ireland, uh, oof, I think all that talk about cut and paste but you know i think yeah. in the end a bit unlucky to lose to new zealand new oh. zealand just kind of got the momentum and then held on and yeah. other other days ireland like you said would have gotten a, won that game yeah it was very close and is a the fact that new zealand was able to hold on like new zealand yes. got the lead never let go of the lead got close at point especially one point it got down to one point lead but new zealand was always just kept their nose in front just kept yeah. going, even through the two yellow cards, uh, which Aaron Smith's one, <sighs> borderline yeah. at best. Like, that was... I know why they were looking at it, because of the, the hole in behind him, but it's, it's only technically a, a knockdown, a deliberate knock-on, and not a, like... Yeah. He just got his, aim, his height wrong, that's all. Like, if, it, if he'd put his hand out, he was trying to grab it. He just got his hand the wrong height and hit the bottom of his hand went down. If he'd, if he'd had his hand and he was just instinct sticking it out. If he'd got his hand at the right level, it would have stuck in his hand. Or potentially could have stuck in his hand. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's the rules a bit and yeah, and then the 
Was it Cody Taylor? Yes. He dragged it down. Didn't don't think he did it on purpose. But he was that's just where he was and it's like, yeah, it's cut and dry. Though I was talking to a friend at work and sort of agreed that the ruck before that where Ireland got a penalty out of it, which led to the scrum which then led or no led to the line out which then led to this to the penalty try there. Um I thought was a bit harsh to be going against the All Blacks, I thought. Yeah, it was for Moody? I think Moody not rolling away. One of them not rolling yeah. away. And he was clearly stuck and had done his best to be out of the way as much as possible. Whilst uh, Retallick had hands on the ball, but the ref decided that you know not rolling away was, was the first defence. But Such it was, but those were the fine fine lines of that game, really. And I know, you know, yeah. that last four minutes of what it was as it as the island rolled through 26 27 phases of play before the All Blacks finally got their hands on the ball um, to end the game like that was that was a roller coaster I know my kids were hiding underneath the sofa cushions they didn't want to to watch it was so nervous as Ireland just slowly grind their way down the field and just held on held on and held on uh, that was just it was rugby at its finest, really. Yeah, yeah. I it's like a like Cody Taylor's obviously a big miss, but Dan Coles is a great obviously an incredible replacement to have yeah, for yeah. him. Is he suspended for the next game? Uh I don't think he should be suspended, it's only a yellow card. So I, it wasn't yeah, it clearly wasn't a, a deliberate act or anything. He was just in the it was a rolling ball off a line out. A uh, lineup that the you know the All Blacks had contested for, which is why the Irish were able to get a good, good roll on, and he had his hands around the front player, and that's not where the ball was, and he dragged this, you know, he lost his footing more than anything, but that stumbled backwards, and he dragged them all down. So that is a, a an infringement, and it was an infringement that stopped a clear try, so penalty try. Like uh, there's no real arguments there, and a yellow card is honestly like, yep, that's. That's all exactly how the rules say. It's unfortunate for Cody Taylor because I don't think there was a lot he could have done differently. Mm. Um, but he did do it, and it was therefore a professional foul and, and stopped a clear try-scoring opportunity. So it's a it's a penalty try and a yellow card. It's just like that's what that is. You yeah. Don't get much more clear cut. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think the one that perhaps was more care cut than the ref scene thing, which was a bit after that, where uh, I think it was Bowden Barrett got pulled down when he was chasing a kick before he could jump in the air. And it also meant that they pulled sort of any support structures away from the Irish player in the air who fell a little bit heavily. And yeah, yeah. that was oh, that was a penalty there that New Zealand then kicked to, to go ahead by four. Um, but there was no real review of, of that incident. It was like that. Like, what was the player doing grabbing hold of of Barrett and pulling him down? Like, it's, that's not how you play rugby. It's yeah. a deliberate... Yeah, it's a professional foul. It's deliberate. Even more deliberate than Cody Taylor's. So... Yes. The refs see what the refs see. So we, you know, they do have the bunker or the AR or whatever you want to call it in, in rugby to, to review these things as well, so... Yeah, I... It's uh, there's a lot of marginal calls in that game. Um, mm. 
both ends. I think in the end, the um, the All Blacks deservedly won. Um, yeah, the good thing about the refereeing in that game is I think it had one of the lowest penalty counts for any of the World Cup matches, if not the lowest penalty count. Like, the refs really kept themselves out of that game as much as they possibly could, which is good. Like, that's, that is useful yeah. that they, they let the two teams go at it. They, you know, if there was unfair stuff happening, they blew it, but they didn't try to, to get involved in the game. They said, the All Blacks and Irish go at it, and it's produced a, a wonderful um, 84 minutes of rugby yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least wonderful from our point of view currently. The Irish fans yeah, at the yeah. time may not have um, seen it quite that way, but that's how that, that sort of goes. Yeah, it's a sort of way of refing where I think the winning side likes it more than the losing side. Yeah, well, I don't, um, I don't think the Irish are complaining about the refing too much. Not like the Fijians. Yeah, I know the Fijians are very upset with that refing, but that's probably fair enough. I think that's fair enough too, but generally though, to be fair, uh, Irish fans and Irish writers tend to not complain about refing yeah. that much. No. Now, move, uh, move. we had the final game, like, this was the thing, it was two great back-to-back quarterfinals, because we then had France play against... Uh, we had France play against South Africa, and now that was a game and a half, I think. Um, yeah. Absolute class. Um, like, that was definitely one of those back and forth sort of games. Momentum went both ways. Attacking, flair, wonderful um, displays of individual skill. Like, it had everything that game. Yeah, uh, once again, I think France unlucky to lose, but I don't think anyone mm. can complain about refing in that game too much. No, I don't think for too much there either. It was another game that seemed to be quite... It just had it. Good. It yeah. just had it at the end. Yeah. Well, see, in the end it came down to that um, charge down of the, the conversion. Yeah. That their winger managed to, like, sprinting out from the, the goal line and... and Stopping two points like that—I mean, you can clearly. If they had gone over, that meant that France would have won by one. So, and so yeah, it's just yeah. just a one of those games where it had all those sort of moments throughout it. It's just yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, the um, I can't necessarily say both teams would have deserved to win this game. Either team had won it, they would have both deserved it. They both played really, really well. Um, the um, the South Africans do look really, really good. Yeah. Um, they've grown into this tournament. Both New Zealand and South Africa have grown into this tournament. Um, I think they both have a tough... Uh, assignment with uh, South Africa playing England. There will be mm. a lot of England fans. It's in Saint uh, Stade de France, in Saint Denis, uh, Saint Denis, uh, and so Argentina playing. Like uh, New Zealand always has the fans in rugby World Cups. Yeah, it doesn't matter uh, where it's being held. 
and Argentina, uh, look, Los Pumas have never beaten New Zealand in uh, in a World Cup. I I don't think, uh, and I think Los Pumas have only just recently beaten the All Blacks. They've beaten us twice. Yeah, they've beaten us twice in the last three years. The first time was in Buenos Aires in Argentina, and that was I think that was maybe two years ago, maybe in the last two years. I think it was 2021. Yeah, and then last year yeah. they um, beat us in Hamilton, I think it was. So this first time they beat us in New Zealand. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, Argentina has definitely grown and they're definitely better and they've grown into this tournament as well. I think all the uh, Southern Hemisphere teams that have managed to make it to the end, this business end of the tournament have sort of grown into it. I would say all three of them, well, Argentina perhaps are playing peak Argentina rugby, but I think, yeah, coming, I think into, so. coming into the tournament, I don't think you would say New Zealand or South Africa were at their, their best just before the tournament. Mm. Um but both of them throughout the tournament have have shown some of their best rugby. So, but at the same time, I think the matchups that we have are perhaps makes for the most even of the two games. Like England yeah. and South Africa is going to be a forward battle, and it's going to be really interesting and really one for the the purists and the te- technicians. But it's going to be one yeah. up front, forward momentum, but then also, you know how then they can use that momentum to get some, some space for for some pretty outstanding players a bit further out, especially in South Africa. Uh, England are a little bit more t- tightly compact, but doing that very well. So it's going to be, and he's saying, fan base at the stadium is probably going to be huge for England. So that'll be a really interesting game. And then he's saying, New Zealand, Argentina, with Argentina, say they've had the better of New Zealand. Recently, this year in New Zealand, I think we beat them twice quite convincingly in the yep. rugby championships. So that's a little less good. But they, Argentina, weren't looking as good as they were last year. And I think Argentina in the quarterfinals were looking back to how they were last year. And that's when they beat New Zealand in New Zealand. So um, yeah, it could be interesting. I still think it's and a little bit. It's on New Zealand, like. We just played an absolutely stunning and outstanding game where we perhaps the best we've been for some time. Uh, potentially the best I've seen New Zealand play since they lost to England and, and including the lost to England in the semi-final in the last World Cup. Um, and can they back that back up again? And if they do, obviously they march through to the final. But um, one of the things about New Zealand in the last few years has been not being able to back those games up two in a row, or three in a row, you know? So, yeah. We'll have to see. We will. Um, But I do think, uh, look, my head and my heart say it's going to be a New Zealand-South Africa final. Yeah. That's, but there's a thing in the back of my head saying, superstitiously, it's clearly going to be an Argentina-England final. Yeah. <laughs> there is that, too. Because, as we know, whenever an incumbent par- a political party loses the election in a Rugby World Cup year, or vice versa, if the All Blacks lose in an election year before the election happens, incumbent party will lose or the All Blacks will lose. That's just yeah. how it works. And South Africa, look, they only win World Cups every 12 years. That's their yeah. way. These, these That's, are uh, patterns yeah. written in the stars. Itched and rocked. Yes. They, yeah. So you're right. It, it's... An Argentina-England final seems to be the only right way it can go. 
and like if you're gonna tell me that the pattern is England uh, that a northern hemisphere team can only win every 20 years in the rugby world cup <laughs> maybe it's England or yeah, yeah. we fine maybe we're finally due a new champion yeah we haven't I had one since England in 20, uh, 2003, so it'll be 20 years since we've had a new champion. Maybe that's the, the pattern. Every 20 years, you get a new champion. Yeah. yeah. And look, I'm not going to complain if Argentina win, um, mostly because yeah. they're my team in the office um, sweepstakes, so I, I'd yeah. be into winning um, around about $50 if that comes through. So. Double World Cup for Argentina, both <gasps> the football and the rugby. That would be good be... as well an incredible achievement for like especially if the uh, Los Pumas won obviously that would be an incredible achievement it'd be very very um, awesome yeah um England winning poten uh, potential uh, uh I would love to see a new country win you we were hoping it would be Fiji and uh, well you thought Fiji I actually thought it'd be Argentina into, into that but yeah, I was I was sort of backing on the Argentina Fiji final. <laughs> yeah, Argentina Fiji final. I was hoping it would be a New Zealand Fiji final, but yeah. we were both hoping it would have a Fiji here, not to be. Yeah. But I think very easily could have been. So the um, there's much there's like interesting and fun things to come for world rugby. I think. Um, Especially since I'm hearing a rumor that Fiji are in talks to join the Rugby World Championship next year. Oh, cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, Fiji join the Rugby Championship. I think that would be, be a, like especially if we great do addition. have Fiji and Fiji and Japan and like the Southern yeah. Hemisphere can't just set up a whole relegation promotion league. There's no yeah. reason to not do that. No, no, I think that's yeah, definitely possible to say. Got enough good teams. In Africa, South America, North America, you say, plus Japan and the Pacific Islands, definitely possible. Sure, they can manage yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and also the sport is growing in Asia. You'll, I think, you'll eventually see good teams like Sri Lanka. You know, rugby is their national sport, despite what people may believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and obviously, in countries like Singapore, Hong Kong, um, Hong Kong mm. not officially agreed. Don't cancel me, CCP. Like I'm just saying, <laughs> they have their own team. And uh, the uh, play Malaysia, all uh, you know, the sport is growing. So it's exciting times, uh, and they are thinking that in the next World Cup, which is to be held in Australia. From mem from memory, the uh, they are proposing that it be expanded to twenty four teams. All right, yeah. Which will yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, so Australia next year, and then they're hoping United States will host in twenty thirty one, which I think right. is also ideal. Yes, no, that would, yeah, I yeah, see, yeah. Yeah, Australia and the United States, that'd be pretty cool, actually, in the United States in 2031. And I think 2027 is a good opportunity for Australia to come back, get the country to fall in love with the Wallabies again. Yeah, exactly. Which will help them to, to be stronger and, and better as, as time goes on. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is our. Uh, what is your prediction? Do you agree with me? Is it superstition or is it the head and the heart that's gonna do it? Uh, I'm going with with head and heart, and and New Zealand to win it, just because you know patriotism. Uh, despite the fact that I do have fifty dollars um, coming my way if if Argentina do go that way, so I won't be sad. But patriotism leans me to say New Zealand beats Argentina and then New Zealand beats either South Africa or England. And it'll probably be South Africa. Have a, an awesome final New Zealand South Africa. New Zealand coming out on top. Uh, a repeat of the 95 World Cup final. Absolutely. That would be an yeah. incredible outcome. I think that's definitely something we'd all love to see. Um, is this? Uh, it would mean that New Zealand because uh, New Zealand have never beaten South Africa at a in a World Cup final no. <laughs> famously famously yes they won't uh, have Susie this time so it's fine fingers crossed yeah um, but yeah I think we're all looking forward to it tomorrow and the night after um, and hopefully uh, we'll get the result we want um and I think that's all we have time for today. Um, yep. Thanks very much for listening and look forward to seeing you next time. Catch you next time. Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, be even more. Find Sexport to Discord and a buy me a coffee. Pretty sure it's buy me a beer. Oh yeah, buy me a beer on buymeacoffee.com. In both these places, you can talk to us, and we may even listen, especially if you do buy a said beer or coffee. I might still be confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube. <laughs>